the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. Pop in and see Marie. It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, you want to make sure that you and your family are going to remain nice and healthy. They're diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. And there's so many things in there where you can naturally, naturally stay healthy. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, you can... um, Folks, there's so many different things to choose from, whether it in fact be the, uh, they have children's vitamins. Marie is just amazing. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road of Cumberland. She has different types of tea that you can select and a lot more. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop it and see them. It's my health because it's your health. Stop it and see them. They're so reliable and thoughtful and knowledgeable. And hemp and CBD products. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon again. Right now it's 107. And we're standing by. I do find this um, a little, uh, let's see, um, a little um, confusing as far as I, I believe that we're going to have the Governor McKee briefing, but it's um, they've, they've changed it, and I don't know whether it's because of the storm, but it was supposed to be at 2 o'clock, and then the media, different parts of the media were saying 1 o'clock, but now we are at, um, right now, it is now 108 in the Ocean State, and we are standing by for the Governor McKee briefing, and this is going to be big because it's the COVID briefing, and he's down at at the University of Rhode Island, so they're kind of taking their show on the road, so to speak. And um, and what's going to be interesting about it is um, is going to be just how is um, the governor going to handle this this whole business that. As I was mentioning last hour, the Providence Journal, they are reporting that uh, over 1,000 URI students were able to get a a religious exemption from the vaccine. And all they had to do was was check a box. Wasn't any type of, you know, which is far different. It's like they're doing it on the honor system, basically. Yep, religious exemption. And they're done. So they're actually uh, milling around and the feed is up and they're at the University of Rhode Island. So um, I do want to, we are going to carry that when they have it. So the governor's running a little bit behind. I see some of the staff there. There is different. Uh, he's, he's having a little bit of a turbulent week. Now, I think this situation with the, uh, and we're going to go to it. We're going to dip into it. I think this situation regarding the healthcare workers who are apparently going to lose their jobs by October 1st with this vaccine mandate that I think that's going to make for a, a very interesting development. And again, folks, not to um, this weekend, Governor McKee is holding a water fire to honor the first responders. But the first responders are, many of them are protesting over the vaccine mandate or they're going to lose their jobs. So uh, definitely some some questions about that. Now, while we're waiting for Governor McKee in this COVID briefing, folks, I want to remind you, there was a tremendous amount of water last night. And right now, the time is 10 minutes past one. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. But if, in fact, you had some water damage or storm damage last night, I want to remind you, Call Soul S O L E Soul Source Restoration and call them at 401 712 
201-712-2700. SOLE, Soul Source Restoration. Folks, there's a direct link and feed right at the website, depetro.com, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's SOLE, Soul Source Restoration, 401-712-2700 for water damage and storm damage. Contact Mike CP and his crew. Again, there's a direct link at the website, depetro.com, right to them. And their website is SOLE, Soul Source Restoration.com. So I think they're having some opening comments at um, URI that I'm going to kind of skip over. Um, I think, now, first of all, this was a very bad storm overnight. We're also uh, curious. Um, I want to hear how Governor McKee and URI, they're announcing that the faculty, that the faculty, in fact, they've reached an agreement regarding, I think they have to be uh, vaccinated by October 15th. But the thing that I believe throws a wrench in this whole story, and there's the new URI president, we're going to hear from Governor McKee in just a moment, but is going to be the situation regarding the frontline workers and more importantly how is uri who kind of threw the department of health under the bus by saying that they're using the honor system at uri and that can get you out of being vaccinated that is a very uh i don't blame if you are a frontline worker i i think they have a real argument about the inconsistency and what also needs to be answered, and I'm not positive of it just yet, but seemingly, seemingly, that URI has a different uh, form to fill out, if you will, than CCRI and Rhode Island College. Now, folks, they're, they're all three state-run URIs, four years. CCRI is uh, two years, obviously. And then Rhode Island College is... Is four years like I? How how do they all have? How do they all have different forms that people are are filling out? Like that really surprises me. You would think there'd be some consistency and uniformity there, but they don't. And so that is without question a very uh, that's a valid question. For when, uh, and let's hear. This is, uh, folks. All right, let's pick it up. This is Governor McKee live. He is at URI. Now he's wearing a mask. Mask. Well, that's, uh, that's that works great. So, uh, and thank you for everybody who's uh, attending today, uh, right here on the on the campus of our uh, state university. We're so proud of the University of Rhode Island, and and looking forward to working with. Uh, everyone here to, uh, as we recover in our economy, work on our Rhode Island 2030 plan and and uh, interacting. And of course, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting to the um, getting to the gym, getting to get, see a couple of basketball games down here. Right. So, um, so President, thank you, uh, and it's uh, again great to be here at URI. Um, first, it's the second day of move-in here in Rhode at the University of Rhode Island. Uh, and that's an event, right? Who thought that we would be uh, backing in a classroom uh, completely on all our universities in the state of Rhode Island? And, and the University of Rhode Island is, is providing the lead here uh, in, this, in talking about the vaccination rate of a student body. And now that notice today that uh, yesterday that the faculty and is going to be uh, vaccinated as well. And there's an agreement to do that as we're working around the state to make that happen. And, all different settings, whether it's in the uh, with our universities or whether it's with our uh, businesses or whether it's in our healthcare workers, uh, the more people get vaccinated, the, the better we're going to be in terms of um, recovering from this this pandemic. I know that you've worked hard uh, to make that happen, and uh, you know the best of luck to everybody on campus this year. Uh, it's decisive leadership like uh, this from URI and many of our colleges and universities here in Rhode Island 
that should make Rhode Islanders and visitors feel very confident and all Rhode Islanders feel very proud uh, of the ongoing COVID response uh, and improved health and wellness in the state of Rhode Island that is being led by our Department of Health as well as all the, all the people that live in the state of Rhode Island. Our National Guard and, our, and all our teams that are working on this daily. Uh, but here at URI, the Rams are doing it right. And we encourage others to do the same. What? Uh, at 94% of students either partially vaccinated, I just heard 96, so I'm even, it even come up from this morning. So 96% of, of, the of students are either partially or fully vaccinated to date or with some level of exemption. Uh, masks are required indoors. Oh. Uh, just like our public schools are, uh, K through 12 are, there's a strong testing structure in place, and now even more people on campus will be vaccinated. These strategies are going to help keep Rhode Island is healthy and allow students to be safely back in the classroom. And what does this mean on a statewide basis? All our universities are following uh, the lead here, URI, and, and, and actually uh, they, they, they stepped up at the same time as the University of Rhode Island did. We're going to have an influx of thousands of students that are going to come from an out-of-state into the state of Rhode Island. Each and every one will be vaccinated. That is going to make that, that their appearance here uh, very, very healthy and uh, contribute greatly to our economy. Could you imagine uh, what that would mean for this area of the state if the university was not uh, in person right now in terms of what that would mean to the overall economy of, 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 of the of South County and the state of Rhode Island. And that's going to apply every in every district in the state of Rhode Island as these students come in. Not only our students that live in Rhode Island, 62,000 of them, uh, but also the 40 to 70,000 that are going to be uh, arriving here over the next couple of days from out of state and also from other areas of the world. The science is clear. These vaccines are effective, they are safe, they help keep people out of the hospital, and they are the best tool to fight the Delta variant and keep our recovery on track. For everyone who has not yet been vaccinated, it is time. Many Rhode Islanders have already stepped up, according to the most updated rankings from the CDC and Health and Human Services, Rhode Island is number five in the country for percent of population fully vaccinated. And I would expect with the cooperation that we're receiving like here today, that we could even move up that list even quicker. This is not accurate. 83.9% of Rhode Islanders of the age 18 plus have been at least one shot. And I still have in my eye on the 90% in our adult population. That's why we want to highlight institutions like URI for putting protocols in place that help get more Rhode Islanders vaccinated. That's not true. Here in Rhode Island, we only have 162,000 people left to vaccinate who are eligible for vaccination and significantly less than that in terms of reaching that 90% goal of our, of our adult population, 18 and over, who will, uh, you know, that get vaccinated. That means if you haven't got your shot yet, it's your turn. Follow the example of so many young people here on the campus today and get your shot. A few minutes spent getting your vaccine could save lives. Keep family members safe and keep family members out of the hospital. I want to thank again President Mark Palange for having us here today. Congratulations on all your hard work. Is on what day are you here, uh, what day are you here right now? Oh, you started in uh, 32. Days. 32. Yeah. So countdown to 100. That usually works pretty good. All right. It's going to be a great and safe fall semester. So go Rams. And I'll turn it over to Dr. Alexander Scott. Doctor. Once again, you're listening. This is uh, Good afternoon. Governor McKee's we live are COVID briefing. to be here. Thank you, Governor. Thank you, uh, President and the team at URI it, yeah. for hosting us today. Um, we are thrilled. We want to really congratulate the entire Rhodey family for everything you're doing to keep students, staff, faculty, and what? the community safe. You're setting an example for organizations, for businesses, for all communities throughout the entire state of Rhode Island to follow. I spoke with the Institute of Higher Ed presidents earlier today. I'm sure we'll build 
You'll be hearing more from them. They've continued to be at the lead along with URI about following these steps. It all falls in line with the role employers have to play here. We talked about it last week and since then the Rhode Island Department of Health and Rhode Island Commerce along with the Department of Business Regulation sent information and resources to employers throughout the state on these four key areas. What we're highlighting today, strong vaccination policies for your employees, uh, accessing our testing programs throughout the state, um, implementing indoor masking policies as an important way to help stop the spread of the Delta strain and ventilation. Uh, Those are the top areas we know they can work. The data picture is telling us that we are going in the right direction. We're one of the few states that have started to see plateauing over the last few days and weeks. Those initially sharper inclines in cases and hospitalizations that we were seeing have slowly started to level off. And you know what that message is for all of us? Keep going. We have the tools. We've been talking about the tools. We shared it with employers and employers such as URI um, and so many others are taking it and running with it because then you can say this is a place that's safe. That this is a place where we know we are doing everything possible. Um, the fact that we were able to slow the exponential increases in cases we were seeing has a lot to do with Activating these steps taken by employers, taken by communities, taken by the people of Rhode Island. That means wearing your masks in public indoor settings. That means getting tested regularly and absolutely getting tested if you have new symptoms, whether or not you're vaccinated. That means taking advantage of treatment along with testing. If you test positive, call your health care provider or an urgent care center to be able to access that. And finally, of course, it means If you haven't gotten vaccinated, it makes a difference. Please get vaccinated today. These are the steps that work. Now is not the time to let up. We can not only keep this plateau where other places are seeing inclines, but with these mitigation measures that are strong and work, we know we can start to bend the curve downward. And it's particularly important now as kids start going back to school. So working together, implementing these tools, everyone can do their part. The last thing I'll say is healthcare workers. Um, we know our vaccination requirement for healthcare workers is a place where we are all aligned in ensuring that people receiving direct patient care are going to receive it from people who are protected and vaccinated. All people engaged in direct patient care are required to be fully vaccinated by October. First, We're not alone in doing this. We know this is an effective approach. The hospitals in our state have led the way in doing it, even in advance of the state. And the state's um, planning on sending out the message today to the employees about the implementation of uh, working this forward. More than a dozen states throughout the country are requiring vaccination for healthcare workers. And in Massachusetts, staff in nursing homes, assisted living facilities, and home care workers will be required to get vaccinated. It's everywhere. It's what works. These entities are taking this step so that we all together can keep patients and residents safe. Different groups have raised concerns about staffing levels. We hear them. We're talking with them. We're working with them. We want to keep the dates and help people do what they need to close the gap, make sure patients are cared for safely by people who are vaccinated, and uh, get us over the finish line. We can exercise discretion. We can exercise reasonable flexibility. But ultimately, we need people to be vaccinated. All of our healthcare workers have been the heroes of this pandemic. EMTs, other frontline healthcare workers, they deserve our deepest thanks. They deserve our support. They have done so much 
for their patients. That's what healthcare providers do. They devote their lives and careers to helping others stay healthy and safe. That's why we've received such overwhelming support for this requirement because it allows us to make the stance clear. We want to make sure that our patients that are most vulnerable are going to be cared for by those healthcare workers that um, care for them and want to make sure that they stay safe. This vaccination requirement among healthcare workers is one example of many about keeping people who are more vulnerable as healthy as they can and frankly about keeping them alive. That's been our critical piece getting through this pandemic and we're going to continue going in that path together successfully. With that, I'll pass it on to Commissioner Gilkey. Yeah, folks, again, good afternoon. It's Sean DeCoe. You're listening to um, this is a thank you and uh, thank you uh, to President Governor McKee for having this is the Governor McKee here today. COVID we briefing to down at URI. Our congratulations to the faculty and AUP for coming to this arrangement. Okay. Having you know, the faculty and staff of this institution yet. and all others across. Uh, Rhode Island that really make sure that teaching and learning happens in a classroom. And so by this the next step in leadership to keep our campuses safe, it allows us to continue to do that uh, across our, our industry. Uh, we also want to um, really restate that Rhode Island was the first state in the country to require vaccinations for all of our students. This is allowing us to take that next step along with our private institutions to reach where our faculty and staff are also uh, vaccinated, uh, really leading the country and how that higher ed can, can lead the industry uh, around the country for, for making sure that our campuses are safe and we can return to in-person learning and stay in-person learning. You know, I dropped my four-year-old seven-year-old off at school yesterday morning, masked, ready to go. And as a parent, I uh, want to keep them in that classroom so that they learn. And I want that for all of our higher ed students as well, whether it's in a hybrid format or it's in a, a remote format or in-person learning, that we continue that education process. The governor said something that's really important. The vaccination is based on really good science. It's based on research, something that this institution leads in, as well as others in the state of Rhode Island. And so we need to have faith in that science and that process so that we can uh, really move our state forward and move our country forward. Thank you very much. I want to turn it over to Lieutenant Governor. Well, thank you. Lieutenant Governor Matos now. Of course, again, you're listening to John DePietro's show. This is Governor thank McKee you, at URI. Um, I just uh, want to thank Governor McKee again for bringing us all together and also um, for making sure that the message is getting to our community. We have to bring the message as often as possible to remind everyone about the importance of getting vaccinated. I want to uh, thank um, the efforts and the resilience of the students that have, and the faculty here in the colleges, um, here in URI and other colleges of the state of Rhode Island because they are resuming in-person learning. We are so glad to see that happening, but it's only happening because of all of you that are following the protocols, are getting vaccinated, and I'm also making sure that you're wearing your mask when you are indoor. It's critical that we continue to do this. Um, I want to uh, thank uh, also Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott for the important message that she provided right now about the importance of getting everyone vaccinated, including those healthcare workers. They are taking care of our loved one. In many cases, those are the ones coming into our home, in, or in the homes of families, members that are the most in need. So we have to make sure that when they come into our homes or our relative homes, they are vaccinated to make sure that we're not spreading the disease of the Delta that is so contagious. Um, in order for us to continue moving forward and safely, we have to protect our community against the Delta variant. And I encourage all Rhode Islanders who qualify to get the vaccine to please get vaccinated as soon as you can. Each and every one of you um, has an important role to play in taking uh, an active role in making sure that our school community is safe, that our families and friends are safe, and our fellow Rhode Islanders are safe. And again, I'm just gonna say that uh, a brief 
message in Spanish. If I, if I spoke another language, I would do it in another language. Because that is that important that we have to, we get this message across. Yo quiero decirle a todas las familias, a todos los estudiantes, recordarles que es muy importante. Folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro uh, on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This is Governor McKee COVID briefing from URI. We're going to go back to it just a moment. But I want to remind you about J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today. Heating, cooling, J.K.L. license in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering serving Bellingham to Douglas to Franklin to Attleboro to Rentham. If you can hear my voice in mass, they are licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts and Hey, winter's coming. Reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. J.K.L. Engineering. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. They do it right. They do it right the first time. Folks, we're going to go back to the Governor McKee press briefing. But what I'm hearing right now is they are not acknowledging the story in the journal. And they're also not in any way seemingly trying to venture off any type of customized message for the healthcare workers or the fact that now these firefighters are saying that that they're going to have a public safety nightmare if they try to enforce this mandate. So I have a feeling it would seem now that we're going to have to wait until the question and answer session that the media is going to ask Governor McKee about that. So that's where it's going to have to fall because right now so far in his opening remarks they go in pretty heavy with uh with the rah-rah so or just the same talking points i should say i'm not trying to in any way uh so this is your listing this is the covid briefing i'm not sure now i have another uri person um we're gonna skip over that folks just to to give you an idea so this it's Thursday, and the storm damage, the storm was very damaging last night, folks, especially in New York, New Jersey. And we want to just wait for when the media is going to start to question Governor McKee. And he's uh, doing a little bit of a roadshow, taking the COVID briefing to URI. But some things to listen for. Number one, the Firefighters Association saying that they want to delay from the October 1st. That's number one. Number two have to wait to see if he's going to have any flexibility with the workers. Right now, the message seems they're holding firm. If you're not vaccinated by October 1st, you're going to be out on the street. That's what it sounds like. Uh, Something else to listen for. This Saturday night, the water fire is dedicated to frontline workers. And the frontline workers, many of them are going to be protesting Governor McKee at water fire Saturday night. But a big point of contention here is the Providence Journal is reporting that URI, and let's see, this should be, um, let's see exactly who else is going to get up here. So I don't know if it's going to be Tom McCarthy or the governor's going to start the question and answer session now with the media. Um, so this is the COVID briefing. Okay, here's Governor McKee, folks. Backtrack from the uh insistence that healthcare workers get vaccinated by the 1st of, uh, of uh, October. And secondarily, there's an article in the Providence Journal today that suggests that as many as a thousand or more URI students have right. opted out of getting vaccinated yep. based on a religious exemption for which there is no standard. Right. There's no uh, statement of why they Um, feel that they shouldn't be vaccinated. What do you say to that? Well, I say first, congratulations to URI to get over 94% of the uh, student body vaccinated, and hopefully they get as much success with their um, with their staff. That's a talking point. If we could do that on a statewide basis, we'd be uh, what about the students? Victory lap. So thank you for that, Mr. President. Uh, As far as the uh, as far as the healthcare workers, we put that in because we believe healthcare workers. 
uh, uh, keep people healthy, and we need to have them as healthy as possible to do that. I would add in, though, we're, we're, we're not hot fast in terms of discussions in terms of how we can help uh, make that work for these uh, organizations. I, I spoke to the leader of the, of the fire, fire union today. Uh, we'll be meeting with, uh, with him tomorrow. And he acknowledged that uh, it's an issue that he wants to talk through with us. But he also acknowledged this one important stat. His, his, his um, uh, uh, members, his union members, firefighters in the state of Rhode Island, by the way, thank you to all our first responders for getting shots in the arms. We activated them, and he acknowledged the fact that I helped activate our um, first responders on, uh, on 39 communities. Um, They've, they've grown, I think, up to 90% of the firefighters in the state of Rhode Island vaccinated. He says so 25% when we, when or not. we start talking about the, the people who are unvaccinated, we'll talk to them. And we'll see how we can help them uh, get to the point where they do get vaccinated. And then where they can't, we'll continue to talk to them about uh, the roles that they can play and to keep us safe in the state of Rhode Island. And to follow up, if I may, and the students who are claiming an exemption, from the vaccination? Yeah, so that's a, that's a, uh, and, and, and again, I thank the universities. Uh, uh, the president may want to speak to that, uh, but I thank the universities in the, in the state of Rhode Island, as the commissioner said, uh, the first state in the country to have all our universities oh, come on. a vaccination protocol for the student body. A thousand so, students claim religious exemption? Their protocols. Come so, uh, on. They, they need to work through that in terms of what makes sense to them. But uh, over 94% of a student body vaccinated at, at a university of Rhode Island. Uh, you know, I think that that'd be the envy of any university in the country, to tell you the truth. Brown has higher than that. So does PC. Folks, let's hear the URI president. Yeah, thank you for that question. Thousands so it's, it's very important to, to begin by saying that the University of Rhode Island is a very open and welcoming university community. It is uh, a very diverse uh, student and, and faculty uh, community. And of course, we have people from around the world that also choose to come and study here. And so uh, we believe that, uh, and, and it is my strong uh, belief that it would be inconsistent with our values of inclusion at the University of Rhode Island to question the authenticity of anyone's religious uh, beliefs or philosophies. So we have a very strong testing procedure in place that we know the well, incubation that's different period than is the three workers. to five days and it is Health for workers. that reason that's not fair. that on Monday and Tuesday folks uh, will be tested on campus and then again on Thursday or that's Friday they will be tested. I am. The legal community issued a judgment voiding the CDC moratorium on evictions. Friday morning, Rhode Island District yeah. Court revised the court's eviction protocol. But clearly this is an overnight crisis that is over a year in the making. And while the offer to station Rhode Island housing personnel and housing court is generous, they'll have absolutely no legal authority to intervene in the proceedings and anything other than an Folks, advisory supposed to be a capacity. COVID briefing. Uh, and it will certainly not provide relief to landlords or tenants. Uh, my question threefold. How many man hours currently are being dedicated to processing applications? What is the current projected time period between application and receipt of funds? And finally, is it time for Carol Ventura, the head of Rhode Island Housing, to step aside? So I'll get you the answers to those questions. Let's keep it to the COVID and uh, here and I'll be happy. So I don't have those numbers ready to available, uh, but we are working through those issues. I, as I mentioned on Tuesday, talk to the White House uh, in terms of making sure that they understand that their, their restrictions on the application process is really slowing us down. And so we're, we're doing everything that is possible, and we're going to hold anyone that is, needs to be accountable accountable. Uh, and we're working our way through those issues, not only utilities, but rent and, um, and others that have met with uh, people who advocating for homeless today there's no reason again for anyone during the covid who is in, that is in a, an apartment to be evicted out of an apartment there's money there we'll make sure that they get the money they should be making sure they contact our office if they're having difficulty on their utilities or rent follow is it appropriate to provide a religious exemption um, to university employees and or students but not afford the same religious exemption to uh, medical care workers Good question. who are being routinely denied that via computer generated response.
Yeah, so that's a decision that will be made by the state on, on, and relative to state policy. And then this here, this will be a policy that the president has already spoken to, and I think he did a good job speaking to that issue. Uh, this is a question for you, Mark. I'm looking at this policy here uh, that you're going to require vaccinations of staff by October 15th. And this is apparently is an agreement with unions. If they are not vaccinated, what will happen? So, um, so we believe, um, first of all, I think uh, this has been a Oops, policy the president that's of UR, put together right? in close uh, consultation with the faculty. The Governor McKee and so COVID we know briefing. That there is strong support among the the entire university com community for this. In the instance where, for medical reason or for religious reason, that somebody is not, then what will happen is, uh, as mentioned earlier, then there will be the testing procedure, and so folks will be regularly tested on campus twice a week. Will people be dismissed if they cannot provide proof of, um, of vaccination if they don't have a religious or medical exemption? So, uh, we are going, uh, so in that case, uh, there, there will be options for, uh, you know, first of all, for quarantining and off campus, uh, but they, we will not be in a situation where we have people on campus who are refusing to get vaccinated and refusing to get tested. Yeah. Uh, two questions for Dr. Alexander Scott. Thanks again, this is the Governor McKee um, press briefing. First of all, ought there be a rubric for medical conditions or even for religious specific decisions or processes or however someone comes to the, the, the notion of a religious exemption, ought that be spelled out at this point very specifically so that it's not just used in the case of someone trying to circumvent That's a vaccine exactly how it's in a particular used. sector? Is that something that the Department of Health would print and put out? Yeah, it's uh, a process that we're very familiar with. We've used it with many of our uh, vaccines in terms of exemptions for medical exemptions. There are very specific diseases that um, qualify. It's naturally rare, uh, so it's even less common to have someone have a medical requirement that's beyond that, but we um, have offered uh, support to any providers that want to reach out to RIDO for assistance with that. Um, in terms of a religious exemption, it's obviously a little bit more complicated and, and the approach, it's why we really tout what Rhode Island has done well for years in terms of immunizing our populations, our children and our adults. And for healthcare workers, everyone wants to ensure that if your loved one or your family member has to come in, in encounter with the healthcare system, that you're confident you're doing that with a healthcare staff person who is vaccinated and protected. So um, that's really Really why we focused on just limiting it to the medical exemption and getting as close to 100% as possible for our healthcare workers, knowing the vulnerable population that they're caring for. But are you concerned about that being exploited? Like, is there a list of here are the 10 conditions that qualify you for a medical exemption? And if you, you're not one of those 10, then you don't qualify. Well, Are you concerned yes. about that? No, that, it, that list exists. We um, use it for all of the uh, immunizations that we have medical exemptions. It's based on information provided from the CDC. We have a standard medical exemption form. Um, and so uh, going beyond that would require an actual clinical provider to um, uh uh, determine qualifications. So there's less concern. What about and the URI we know kids? that most Rhode Islanders get it. It is important to get vaccinated. That's going to make a difference along with the other mitigation steps of the indoor masking and the testing. Uh, that's what's going to get us through the rest of this and keep our loved ones safe, alive, out of the hospital. Those continue to be our goals. And lastly, there's chatter this week that antibody uh, being infected in the past with COVID-19 has the same or greater um, opportunity for one to be immune to COVID than the vaccine itself. It's being pushed by some elected officials, one particular medical doctor. 
Is this nonsense? Is this real? How do you feel about that, that statement in general? The CDC and other public health experts have made it clear that natural immunity may help a little, but it by far is not enough, particularly with this current Delta strain. What you can be most confident in in terms of immunity is being vaccinated for staying alive and staying out of the hospital. We are urging everyone, regardless of if you have had um, uh, coronavirus in the past, to get vaccinated so you have that added level of assurance that you can be protected against an extremely transmissible strain of coronavirus. Folks, again, you're listening to... um, What are you hearing from the hospitals about? Are they preparing to lose staff over the vaccination vaccination This is a good question. This is Uh, Brian Crandall of NBC10 terminate people from what you've heard who do not comply? We've had a strong working relationship with the hospitals. We've actually applauded the hospitals for the work that they've done, and they've encouraged us. This is the route to go. We want to be able to ensure that any patient, any family member can know when they step foot in our doors, they're going to be uh, encountered by a healthcare worker who is protected and vaccinated. Um, and so they have done everything to engage the healthcare um, working staff staff uh, to ensure that uh, the majority of their population is vaccinated and they've done everything to uh, account for if there are unfortunately um, healthcare workers who don't have that same belief of ensuring that any patient they come before they are doing everything they can to keep them safe um, they want to bring in the folks who do have that belief and who do support the importance of making sure that all patients especially the most vulnerable are safe so hospitals have been leading the way on this. They have been behind this approach, and we're um, standing firm on that October 1st time and working with everyone to help ensure the impact is appropriate. So what do you expect to happen on October 1st, though? Will those people who do not get vaccinated lose their jobs? Um, we're hoping that no one does. Um, we have really been pushing on the engagement and the education, but we're also making clear this is where we have to draw the lines. And we've appreciated the hospitals that are saying um, we're doing everything we can to make sure everyone has access to getting vaccinated. And if at the end of the day there's someone that doesn't have that belief of making sure every patient in Cal- comes across um, a healthcare worker who is vaccinated and will help keep them safe, they want to, you know reassess that uh, and see how to make sure um, we can all follow uh, this requirement. Governor, are you expecting other colleges and universities to follow URI in requiring the vaccine among faculty and staff? And are you pressuring any other institution, whether it be academic or otherwise, to do that? Well, I think it's been pretty clear that I believe that local decisions are important, just like I did on the school masking. We got 95% of the school districts to agree to do a masking policy in their in their communities. I'll leave that up to the universities. I think just the evidence here today shows that uh, it's a huge success for us here in Rhode Island, what's happened on the University of Rhode Island campus relative to keeping uh, students safe, faculty safe, and welcoming them back uh, to keep our economy rolling and keep our kids educated. Right? We want our kids that are in, in the University of Rhode Island, whether from Rhode Island or from outside the state, to be uh, stay in the state of Rhode Island. Uh, and uh, they got to be here first to get the education to actually have that happen. So I'll leave the local decision to the universities, and I will support their decision because I believe that you know they, they're making very good decisions right now for us. Okay, hi. Um, this question is for anyone or for the governor. Um, there was a report that there are hundreds of students uh, throughout the colleges of the, the state that they're under that medical or religious exemption, so they're not vaccinated. Will that even help leveling off the uh, spread of COVID on campuses, considering that hundreds of students won't get that, that vaccination? Or? Yeah, that's the question with Dr. Alexander Scott. I would just say, if we get the 94% of everybody that can get vaccinated in the state of Rhode Island, if we could get the 94% at every high school and every middle school in the state of Rhode Island, we're going to be very pleased with that. Folks, again, you're listening to 
Governor McKee COVID briefing on the John DePietro show. He's so if I understand right. your uh, question properly, thankfully, the majority of people are vaccinated, which is critical. Um, for those who are not, it's up to the school uh, in terms of how they are handling it and ensuring, uh, as the president shared, that everyone that's on campus that is interacting is protected as best as possible. So um, we really hold up the colleges and universities that are beyond the 90% mark and pushing towards 100 because that's the model that we want to strive for with employers, businesses, organizations, institutions statewide. That's what we want to push towards with vaccination, indoor masking, testing, and any other mitigation step that we know will get us through this third wave of the Delta strain. Thank you, everyone. All right, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. You've been listening to, um, that was Governor McKee right now. It is uh, one fifty. So if you are a uh, frontline healthcare worker, um, they are holding firm. They are absolutely holding firm. Um, and they are not in any way budging off that October 1st. They're also saying it's coming from the hospitals. So seems to be a little deflection there. I'm anxious to see what they're going to do. I think what you, you what I just heard is Governor McKee in the Department of Health are trying to shift the focus to that they're just being guided by that. Now, right now, it's 151. It's Thursday, September 2nd. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, which is dipetro.com. Now, what's very significant, though, is you heard the URI president say, well, we want to be open to people. So we're not going to, if somebody checks the box that they want a religious exemption from the vaccine, then we're not going to question them on it. Now, that's much, that's an honor system approach. At other universities in the state, you have to provide much more information. And it can be challenged, by the way. Now, no one asked the question, which I think would have been appropriate, which is, why is it, and I don't know why no one asked this, but the URI is using a template from 2019. Why didn't the Department of Health provide them more of an updated template to ask the question. I want to give credit to Brian Crandall that was pushing on that. Dr. Scott, Governor McKee, they're not bending off the message of now. Governor McKee said, oh, no, you know, we I reached out to the he reached out to the firefighters union. And he's giving a lesser number than what's out there, folks. It sounds as if here's what the way I take what we just heard. They want to try to shine this and focus on, you know, what's making the news are the 10 percent. Let's just say the 10 percent that are refusing to be vaccinated and may lose the job. The focal point of the governor and his crew is let's focus on the 90 percent. Let's focus on the 90 percent of the people that are vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. Well, but that's really not the issue here. What's going to be an issue is the 10 percent that may get fired. That may lose their job or be terminated. Now, something else that, uh, you know, this whole, they are not breaking off this message. Governor McKee, I also, I didn't hear him say he's willing to sitting, sit down with the healthcare people. Sounds like he's willing to sit down with the firefighters union. That's what I heard. But I didn't hear anything about him. We're willing to sit down with the healthcare people. So... Dr. Scott said, we hope everybody gets vaccinated by October 1st. That's not happening. They're not listening. There were people that work in healthcare field who are insisting they will not take the vaccination or they get the vaccination, I should say. Now, there is, make no mistake, there is still some time. There is still a little bit of time, not a lot of time, but you still have, depending on which vaccine people get, I should say, depending on which which vaccine you get.
Now, I don't know if everyone wants to get the the Johnson and Johnson. That's one shot. That people could do the final week and they would be they would be fine. The um, Pfizer is a three week delay. And I still think there's time because you're not hearing Governor McKee and Dr. Scott 100% firm that the door closes on October 1st. So that leads me to believe that if you get the first shot of Pfizer before October 1st, that they, I think they sound like they're willing to play ball. The Moderna, the window is closing because that is four weeks. But I still think that if there are healthcare workers and it's right into the last week, but they've had the Pfizer, I think they let them go. Now, the president of URI said, well, you know, people are going to be tested and then quarantining and that type of stuff. I that again, I, I think it there's going to be a feeling that of people that think, you know, hey, this is unfair. I went and got the vaccine. This person checked the box and they're exempt. And you know how kids are. They're going to like joke about it. Um, they wanted this to be positive. They wanted this to be positive with the new president URI. They can try to shine this. Hey, let's just focus on, you know, the 90% of the people that are vaccinated. But that's the way they're trying to approach it. They're, this to me is they're not acknowledging that there's a problem. That's the way I see this. Folks, right now at 156 on this Thursday, uh, this portion of the program is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today at 401 678 Now offering, by the way, weekly trash collection services, Brothers Disposal. Call them for an estimate. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway. Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 6880517 Brothers Disposal whether you're doing a small household construction project or you want to just get rid of some unwanted belongings call brother Roland get a purple dumpster in your driveway 401 6880517 come on brother call brothers disposal today 401 6880517 so the I want to repeat now, folks, coming up in the two o'clock news, you're going to hear there was a ferocious storm last night and the damage and deaths. People drowned in New York and New Jersey last night. And there's tremendous damage to a road in Portsmouth and parts of the state that were flooded out. If, if you don't have water problems, consider yourself lucky. If you did have storm damage, water damage, folks, call, contact Soul SOLE, Soul Source Restoration. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. There's a direct link on the website to Petro.com. There's a Rhode Island number. There's a Massachusetts number. S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration Online, SoulSourceRestoration.com. They do water damage and storm damage. Tell them John DePetro sent you. Request an estimate, and they'll get right on it. So Governor McKee, who had a rough week. Now, Saturday night, no one asked that they're doing a water fire to honor the first responders, and a number of the first responders are going to protest Governor McKee. No one asked about that. Um, no one asked about, and again, I want to repeat and give credit to the Providence Journal, who basically broke the story that over 1,000 URI students received a religious exemption just by checking a box. They don't have to provide anything. They don't have to even answer, what's your religion? All they have to do is, I didn't get the vaccine because of religious exemption. Boom, check the box, and you're all set. You're good to go. So I think uh, that creates a problem. Uh, they did want to say that, you know, the faculty is coming on board with that. Governor McKee, to me, folks, they want to approach today as the glass is half full. They want to just focus on, let's, let's just focus on all the people that have been vaccinated and not worry about all the people that haven't been vaccinated. So, but they're not addressing potentially a looming crisis with the healthcare workers. I think they want to bring that down. 
Uh, I'm anxious to see what the healthcare workers are going to do because the McKee people are not backing down. If anything, they're kind of tossing the ball into the, well, it's the hospitals that are telling us this is what they want. And so we're just kind of going along with it. But um, I think he's glad to get out of there unscathed. Folks, it's John DePietro. Remember, you can go to the website, depetro.com if you would like to reach me. D-E-P-E-T-R-O dot com. There's also direct links to our social media, such as YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I will be doing a Juan After Dark Facebook later. Stay tuned. Hey, Jeff Gamach has a big guest coming up. Marty Walsh is going to be joining Jeff Gamach coming up. 